Hey everyone, I'm Erica Bazell, and in the over 10 years I've been in the health and wellness industry, I have become so passionate about all things wellness. I have a crazy love for learning and have devoted my career to sharing everything that I learned so that you can live your healthiest, most energized, highest vibe life. Each week I will share with you my thoughts on wellness, everything from fitness, nutrition, mental health, relationships, and more. Welcome to my confessions in whole body health. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm finally ready to start to talk about this quarantine time and not necessarily get into the ins and outs of pandemic and what is actually happening in the world, but what has quarantine meant for my life and my business and how have things changed in this time compared to the years before? I think for a lot of us, we can say who would have thought this is where we'd be right now in 2020 when we started out the year. I remember at the end of December, beginning of January, sitting down and starting to think about my goals for the year, both personal and for my business. And I was like, this is going to be my year. I'm going to make these big changes these big strides, and it's going to totally propel me forward, and this year is going to be it. Personally, I had set goals this year to make it my like big half marathon year, really get some solid proof of times in my back pocket to use for the next couple years. I was ready to take my business to the next level. I had revenue goals and I wanted to have my own brick and mortar in 2020 and so many different things that I thought were just going to happen. I was on my way in 2019. I had made big strides towards my goals. We got married. I was like, okay, 2020 is going to be even bigger, even better. We were supposed to be in Paris right now as I'm recording this. We were supposed to be in Paris for the Disneyland half marathon. I had wanted to do this for a few years. Last year, I decided I didn't want to go because it was only about a month and a half after our wedding, and I thought that was too close to go overseas, and we decided we didn't want to make that our honeymoon. So we said, okay, 2020, that's our year. We're supposed to go with a friend, and canceled. I mean, we can't even travel overseas right now, so That was a big adjustment to start to see all these things right from almost the beginning of the year start to get canceled. I started the year strong. We went to Disney twice. We did uh, the Dopey Challenge and then Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend. So my race season right from the beginning of the year was like off to a start. I was so excited. I got selected for the lottery for the Cherry Blossom 10 Miler in Washington, D.C. And that was my first race that got canceled in 2020 probably about two, maybe a month and a half before the race, we got the email that, you know, due to regulations, it was a May race that it wasn't going to be able to happen. And then from there, the Buffalo half marathon got canceled or rescheduled until next year. And then I can't even remember all the other things that I had. Um, But each month I had planned to do these different races and one by one, they quickly started to fall off my calendar 
And I thought, okay, well then I can use this time to train better for the races that I will have. I found that as time went on, I was like less and less motivated to do that. I'm very extrinsically motivated when it comes to running. I enjoy race days. I enjoy being out there, that camaraderie of people. Um, but training, especially long run trainings, I'm they're not my favorite. I tend to put them off. I'll make up excuses to not do them. And it's something that I've worked on and I've had ebbs and flows in this journey. But that was something that at the beginning of this year's running season, I was like, this is it. This is it. I'm going to train. This is going to be it. And then it all kind of fell apart. It got me thinking about what my life was like before quarantine and then what it's changed into and what do I even want it to look like in the future. So prior to the world shutting down in March of 2020, I was working pretty much nonstop. I was working seven days a week in my own office in a chiropractor's office. I was teaching at, I think, three different um, facilities teaching yoga, teaching weightlifting classes, a whole variety of things. And I was burnt out. The weekend before everything shut down, I had actually traveled to New Jersey to do a yoga teacher training. And I remember us sitting there talking about it at the time, kind of, oh, what else is was happening in the world? I was there with a friend of mine who's a flight attendant, and we were kind of just talking about what's going on, what do we think can happen from all of this? Where do we think it's going? And even then, I never expected how much it would impact my life. I am definitely grateful that I got in that that training right before because I might not have ever gotten to do it with everything being shut down. But it just made me really think about this go, go, go lifestyle that I had been maintaining for really years. In 2016, I started running obstacle course races around the country. Um, So I was traveling a lot for races. In 2017, I started working for the race company. So I was traveling again all over the country for all these different races. And so it was really two years, almost completely where I would be home one weekend, traveling the next, home one weekend, traveling the next. In that time, I'd also been finishing up my 200-hour yoga teacher training, so I was traveling for that as well. So it would be like one weekend, I'd be traveling for yoga, then I'd be home, then I'd have a race, and then a yoga training, and then I'd be home. And, And so I was working so much during the week to be able to afford every weekend to be traveling somewhere. You know, some of them, you know, needing hotels or some of them needing airfare, all, all of these different expenses that I was basically working to be able to do these things on the weekend. While I was really tired, I was working really hard, sometimes during the week, feeling totally overwhelmed and almost like I wanted to quit. It was definitely a time in my life, though, that I was really happy with that lifestyle. I looked forward. I had something to look forward to each and every weekend. Um, even the weekends that I was home, I would have things at home that I would be looking forward to. So there was always something going on, always something for me to, you know, get through the week in order to do this or go here or go there. And then 
through all of this, because I was racing and doing yoga almost every single weekend, I was literally in the best shape of my life. Um, I was never a super, super fast runner by any means, but at this time, I was probably running around 9.30 to 10-minute miles. I mean, now I'm somewhere around a 12 to 12.30. At the time, so this is, you know, two, three years ago, I was probably just as haphazardly training as I was now for things. But the difference was, was that every single week I had this event that I was going to do. And so the classes that I taught in between really kept me maintaining a level of fitness to keep going event after event after event. And I remember in 2016, my season started in March, the beginning of March. And actually, no, my race season that year was a full January to November. I had Disney Marathon Weekend in January, and I ran right through every single month right until the middle of November. I remember thinking after this time that, okay, maybe I wanted to slow it down a little bit. I wanted to be home a little bit more. Felt like I might have been missing out on some things locally. So I tried in 2017 as I started working for the race company, I was traveling less because I wasn't doing as many races as a participant, just the ones that I was working. So I did travel less, um, but even still, as the year went on, I was like, I still had those things to look forward to, but I still wanted to be to be home. And so at the time, this is when I met my now husband, and we decided to leave the race company and settle down more at home. And we still tried at first to travel. We still tried to go do these different things, but it definitely became less and less over the years. And part of that was because I was building this business. I graduated from massage school in 2018 and really lunged headfirst into evolving my business. I had been a personal trainer, group fitness instructor, doing that in gyms and on the side for years. But then adding massage into the mix, adding more one-on-one nutrition coaching and things like that, I really stepped it up to the next level. And that required putting in more time. One of the things with the health and wellness industry is that the hours that I work are really based off of other people. So I could be like, sure, I only want to work nine to five every day, but I'm excluding a lot of people from my services who also work nine to five every single day. Or if I say I don't want to work at all on weekends, that again excludes people who can't maybe make appointments during the week. So I'd always been very conscious of that information and trying to allow my schedule to accommodate as many people as possible. And throughout 2019, we were trying to pay for a wedding. So I was trying to work as much as physically possible to pay for our wedding. And then after the wedding, it was finishing paying for the honeymoon and And it was kind of this like nonstop cycle of taking any work that I could get, not being able to say no for fear if I said no, I wouldn't be able to afford whatever it is that we were going to be doing. I mean, I remember vividly this time of my life that we were really living paycheck to paycheck. We couldn't afford to go out to eat. We could barely afford, you know, a vacation or We needed new sneakers or crap, it's time for us to go buy, you know, cat food. And I remember that 
where it's you're struggling one day at a time. I remember one day looking at the budget and thinking, oh my gosh, like my car payment is due this week and I have no idea how I'm going to pay it. When you're relying on appointments, you can't always guarantee that you're going to have this steady stream of income. So I had to often get scrappy with how I would make ends meet, how I would generate revenue in my business at the last minute to make sure that things were covered. Prior to quarantine, I felt like I needed to do anything and everything that I could. I was teaching at the time that things shut down, I think somewhere around six or so classes a week. I remember prior to massage school, I was teaching 40 classes a week and I was tired. I was teaching 40 classes a week and then racing on the weekends. I was exhausted, but I had that thing to look forward to. So then fast forward, now I'm doing more massage and less teaching, but I didn't really have those things so much to look forward to. I was often working every single Saturday and a lot of Sundays. So my husband who works Monday through Friday would be off on the weekend and I would be at work because those were my busier days. And it definitely was, it was a challenge and trying to, you know, figure out how we can spend time together, how we can go do other things that we wanted to do and the guilt of taking off time in order to take a weekend off to go on vacation or a weekend off to just be home. And then right before shutdown, we actually got a puppy and we had him for about a month before the shutdown happened. And so we spent time navigating that, this new life of waking up early in the morning to take him outside, who was going to be home to let him out throughout the day, how long could he be in a crate for, all of these different things. As we were coming into those last couple weeks, not even knowing that it was we were leading into a shutdown. I was so stressed out. I had horrible anxiety every single day trying to figure out what could I do to make this work. Often that came to thinking of ways that I could add to my plate. And I didn't have any more room on my plate to add to. And then all of a sudden, everything stopped. Everything shut down. And I went through this period of, sure, at first I was stressed out, you know, what, what are we going to do for money? My husband works in construction, so he was able to work a lot longer than I was. And then, you know, filing for unemployment and that whole process and the amount that I get from unemployment was less than the amount that I was going to, that I would be making in my business. So how was I going to make this all add up? How are we going to pay our bills? We were finally on track. We wanted to be able to buy a house, all of these things. And at first there was this stress. Then I was able to really let it go and allow myself to enjoy this time slowing down. I always say that the things that you put out into the universe come back to you. And maybe a few weeks before shutdown started, I had been talking to a friend about how I wanted to slow down a little bit, how I wanted to be able to say no to things. I wanted to be able to work less. And all of a sudden, the universe was like, I hear you. Here you go. 
stay home for three months. To be honest, I'm the kind of person that is like, yes, staying home for three months, this is awesome. Not working out of the home was a great feeling. To be able to spend time at home, not only with my husband, I was able to do all of these different online trainings and really make the most of my time. I was able to work on pivoting my business and making changes. We got to stay home with the puppy and lots of things. I was able to spend more time cooking cooking meals. We did like a meal delivery service and cooking those meals together with my husband, which prior to quarantine, maybe we had actual like really home-cooked meals maybe one to two times a week. And more often than that, it was my husband cooking because I was working late because I would have appointments until 8, 9 o'clock at night. And then I would come home and he'd have dinner ready for me. And so it was really nice to be able to cook some meals myself or cook them together. It was nice to have this change of pace where before quarantine, I was saying yes to everything. Whether it really aligned with me or not. Whether at the end of the day it was going to propel me toward my goals or it was just going to be a band-aid right now to make a little bit more money to pay for this or that. The world shut down. I was allowed to say no to everything. I 100% had the control to decide what I did or did not want to do. What I did or did not really have to do. For three months, I got to say no. I'm a social person. I enjoy going out and doing things. One of the hardest things in quarantine was like, oh, I don't have to work, so now I finally have time to go to the zoo or go to a museum or that all these things were closed at first. But at the same time, I was okay being at home. I enjoyed being at home. And to be honest, I really didn't spend all this time like, binging Netflix or, you know, watching a lot of TV, really, we didn't watch that much. Uh, I was busy working at home, but it was different. It was, it was in my terms. In the first couple months, I took a lot of online trainings. I finished, I worked toward finishing my 500 hour yoga teacher training. Um, I took TRX and a rock tape certification, all these different things that I was finally able to take online because I didn't have to travel for them. While I still enjoy traveling, especially for, you know, like little weekend trainings, it gets expensive. Traveling there, whether I'm driving for hours or flying, the hotel, food while you're there, any other expenses, the cost of the training itself. Now we have a puppy, so where was the puppy going to go while we were gone? Boarding, etc. And getting to take all of these trainings online was like this blessing because I was finally able to take a lot of different trainings closer together because I didn't have to travel. I got to stay home. The food was already in my fridge. I didn't have to pay for daycare or boarding because I got to be home with the dog and I could take him out on our breaks. And I'm so grateful for that time because it was probably something that would have taken me a couple more years to be able to really get through everything that I did. I had a goal for 2020 to finish my 500-hour yoga teacher training, and that would have involved a week spent in Pittsburgh in April. That was obviously, um, it was postponed and then turned virtual. Uh, A week in July in Arizona, and then 
two days in most likely Toronto in order to finish this training. And I was able to do it all from the comfort of my home to finish it as well as some other specialty 100-hour certifications. Like I got a 100-hour yoga for athletes and a 100-hour holistic whole body health certification. And I was able to do all of these things because I was home. So it's one of these things of looking at quarantine as this blessing. And so often through the time that I was closed and at home, I reminded myself over and over again what a blessing it was to be at home, to be able to take trainings, to be able to not have to rush, 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 to not have to be in my car all the time going from one place to another and feeling spread so thin, to be able to sleep in every day. And sleeping in to me is like 7 or 8 a.m. Before quarantine, I taught 5.30 a.m. classes two to three days a week. So I was up at 4, 4.30, maybe 5 on a good day all the time in order to go teach these classes. Even on Sundays, I taught an 8 a.m. class. I had to leave my house at 7 a.m. That means on Sunday mornings, I was getting up at 6.30. That was probably my favorite part of quarantine was rarely having to get up that early. And it made me start to realize full circle about what I talk about with my clients about listening to your body. For years, I have taught early morning classes. Then I was traveling on the weekends and again and again and again, I was just feeling tired. I was working, you know, 15, 16 hour days all the time. And now I got to choose my own hours because I was working from home. I was teaching Zoom yoga classes. I got to pick when those were. Yes, I tried to consider other people's schedules, you know, an evening class because not everyone was home from work. Or if they were, they might be working from home during the day or doing a weekend class. But then it got to be at 11 o'clock instead of 8 o'clock. I was in control of that. Even though I was jumping on as many opportunities as I could to take trainings and make the most of the time, I was still in control. And then June came. We found out that we were able, massage therapists were able to go back to work starting June 15th. That's really for me where the stress came back. I was nervous about how things were going to look with the new protocols. I was nervous. Are people going to come back? Are people going to lie to me and say that they've been safe and then here they are coming in for a massage and then I'm going to get sick and get other people sick? And what is going to happen? People often ask me, like, well, is it hard to massage with a mask on or with your goggles or a face shield? And it's like, not really. You get used to it. And you get used to it pretty quickly. So it wasn't so much that the actual protocols were a big deal. But I went from, on a normal day, doing six or seven massages back to back to back, maybe having a half hour break in the middle for lunch. Now, I was only taking three appointments a day. And between each appointment was a half an hour. So I was working just as much time in some instances and making way less money because I had all of this downtime in between. The protocols that were in place were actually like this welcome excuse for not having to go back to work too much. When I started back really at the beginning of July, I only was working three days a week. I was only taking appointments on three days a week for three hours a day. So I was only seeing nine appointments a week. 
And my July was full for those nine appointments a week. But prior to all of this, in a week, I would see maybe 30, 35 appointments. So I was way down from where I had been. Right from the beginning of going back, I started to feel this pressure of having to do all of these things again. I still had this opportunity to say no because I could blame the pandemic. I could blame COVID and say, oh, I can't do that COVID. Oh, I can't do that quarantine. But slowly, week by week, it kept creeping up and adding up and adding up. And here we are in September, and I'm already feeling that overwhelm and almost that burnt out feeling that I was feeling before, except I'm working still way less than I was before. Because of all the stress just of opening up, and I spent a good month trying to prepare myself for it, I felt like garbage. I was eating like crap. I gained weight. I was stressed out because of this lack of business. How could I balance trying to open my business back up? How could I still collect unemployment that I deserved for the difference And just trying to navigate this whole new world again. I took it upon myself to pivot what I was doing to adapt to the life that we were now in. I started offering online classes. I started an online fitness membership. Those were things that I had wanted to do for years. And because of this quarantine time, it finally was like, well, what other time are you going to do it? Now you don't have a choice. You either don't teach or do it online. So I did it. As time went on and as things opened up and, you know, nice weather outside, people were going outside. They didn't want to work out indoors to the point where maybe in August, I only had a few people actually coming to online classes anymore. But I kept showing up and doing them because I wanted to be there when people were ready. So just like when I finally did go back to teaching in the gym, only two classes a week, Um, And only in one location because some of my locations aren't even open still. But going back two classes a week, and I used to have in my Sunday morning, 8 a.m. class, at least 20 people every single week. Now I have four to five, maybe six. And then I have to be okay with that. That I can't let my ego get in the way and be like, oh, I can't believe people aren't coming back. People aren't ready to come back. And that's okay. To be honest, the day before my first class, I wasn't ready to come back but it was my job. And to be honest, I actually felt really pressured to go back. I felt like if I didn't go back, then I would lose my classes. And when I was finally ready or things started to be better, I wouldn't have those classes anymore. So I went back right away, right when I was allowed to. And I don't necessarily regret that. Being able to jump in head first and just do it was really helpful for me. Um, Because I didn't have to, now I don't have to worry about it anymore. I know that classes are going to be super small. There's really not that many people in the gym. And that gives me a lot of comfort. I'm also not ready to go back into a room with 20 people. But this whole time has really taught me to set my own boundaries. As I've made my way through September and I found myself saying yes and yes and yes to more and more things because... Part of me felt like I didn't have another option. I feel similar to I did last year where I need to say yes to whatever I can because we have bills to pay. We still want to buy a house. We want to be able to travel when we're able to. 
We want to pay off debt. All of these things that we want to do. That I feel like right now I have to say yes to anything I can because I don't have that many opportunities. Nothing like I had even last year when I kept saying yes. So even as it stands right now, I'm only back in the office three to four days a week still. But then two days a week, it's considered working from home. Stuff like recording and editing podcast episodes. Teaching from home. Working on digital offerings to propel my business forward for the future. That all takes time. And just like before all of this, my business still revolves around other people's schedules. So I'm still working on Saturdays. While we've had nice weather, I've had opportunities to teach outdoor classes on Sundays. The thing with that is I've been offered to teach multiple classes on Sundays in different locations throughout the day. So on a given Sunday now, I started work at 8 o'clock teaching my first class, and I finished at 2 p.m., where that's not that long of a day in general. When that's your only day off, that's a long time. When that's your only day off to get to spend time at home with your family, that's a long time. And I know that weather around here doesn't last forever. So I did need to take advantage of that while I could, while we could be outside. And I know that won't continue for too much longer. But it's still really tough. It's really tough to be able to make those decisions and set those boundaries when you own your own business, especially when business is slow. I've caught myself a number of times through all of this that telling myself or wishing that all I want to do is to be able to not have to rely on any unemployment. That even in times where business is slower or I go on vacation and I'm not directly seeing my clients, that I'd be okay. That I would have some sort of passive income in relation to my business and or I'd have money saved up in my business for those times. All I have wanted is for my business to be sustainable on its own despite a pandemic. And it's been a challenge. But I think I've grown a lot during this time, both personally and professionally. I've spent a lot of time personally listening to my body, you know, getting that extra sleep, still going to bed early, eating better, cooking meals at home, taking care of myself. That self-care, I can preach over and over and over again about how important it is. But I understand firsthand when you have a busy schedule, it gets put to the side. I understand parents trying to balance kids' school and sports schedules and after-school activities in addition to the things that you want to do because you're still a human being. And I really appreciate and am grateful for this time that I got to spend on myself. It brought a whole new awareness for the boundaries that I want to have set in my life. Even though I've said yes to a lot more things lately, there are still things that I've said no to. Even though my schedule still works around other people's schedules, I'm not taking 8 p.m. massage clients anymore. I say this is my last appointment. And to be honest, I haven't even had the pushback I thought I would about it. Other people understand when you need to set boundaries. And maybe if you do get some sort of pushback about it, it's because they don't have those boundaries set in their lives. 
And so maybe you saying no might give them permission to say no to something else themselves. It took me a pandemic to understand that I needed to have my own boundaries. I needed to respect my own boundaries and force my own boundaries. It took me a pandemic to really, truly stop and listen to my body and what actually feels good to me. It took a pandemic for me to really see a vision for my business and what I want it to look like. It took a pandemic to give myself permission to say no to things, to stop and be truly aligned with who I am and what I want in this life. While the world might have stopped around me, I never stopped. I just changed directions. And if anything, the pandemic has motivated me to work toward whatever goals that I have, both personally and professionally. While some goals might have fallen to the wayside for a little while, other goals became more important. A lot of crappy things have happened in 2020. But I can't necessarily say that it was a bad year. And it's not over yet. There's less than 100 days left in 2020. And for the past couple weeks, each day I've thought to myself, what would 2020 look like if I showed up for the next 100 days? What would my personal life look like if I showed up for the next 100 days? And that doesn't mean some big crazy overhaul. What if I made one healthy eating decision every single day? What if I moved my body every single day? What if I tried to really get enough sleep every single day or I took whatever supplements I need every single day? What if I just take care of my body every single day for the next 100 days? What would that look like? In my business, what if I showed up every single day for the next 100 days? What if I followed through with every single thing I said I would for the next hundred days. What would my business look like at the end of the year? If I compared my 2020 to 2019 or 2018, would it be the same? Would there be growth or there maybe just a little dip because I was closed? At the end of the day, it's not about the money in the business. For me, it's about this ripple effect changing people's lives, changing the way they think about their health and wellness. Do I hope that I make enough money to pay the bills? Of course. But this pandemic allowed me to find new ways to reach people when I'm not in one-on-one contact with them every single day. It has opened the door for more virtual offerings, being able to reach people who don't live in my city. And for that, if nothing else, For this time, I am grateful. 2020 has changed my life. When I set my goals, I said it was going to be a life-changing year. It was. Maybe not in the ways I thought, but 100% 2020 has been a life-changing year. So now it's, how do I show up for the rest of it? How do I take it to the next level? How can I reach for those goals, exceed those goals, and take care of myself at the same time. It's possible. 
You just have to show up every single day. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'll talk to you soon.